Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. <laughs> Enjoy. All right, so we have some big news. Oh, really? Yeah. You finished that gluten-free, sugar-free. It's not sugar-free. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cane, cane sugar-free. Cane sugar-free. Yeah, there's sugar in it. Vegan chocolate cake that was the best I literally had a bite and a half of. Uh-oh. Didn't realize. You were like, I'm into this chocolate cake. And then you just ate it for like brunch today. Yeah. Which is a great time to eat cake, by oh the way. Oh my gosh. It's like gives you the little perk you need oh, to make it through the day. Delightful. Okay, well, what's the big news? For people who are new to the podcast, they may not know that the only reason you and I are married is because <laughs> of ABC's The oh, Bachelorette. Right. Yeah, it's the only reason. The only reason <laughs> you and I are together. The only reason that we have been through six years of marriage. And eight is, years of a relationship. eight years of relationship. Is because of ABC's the Bachelorette. Yeah, they totally need to sponsor this podcast. You know who I dreamt about last night? I dreamt about Christian. Jesse Palmer. <laughs> no. I dreamt about Christian, who got engaged to Demi in Paradise, who we know, her and her current girlfriend, Hillary. And I dreamt that I was sitting with her last night and we were chatting and then I casually dropped something about The Bachelorette or Bachelor in uh -huh. Paradise and she was so turned off because she's so turned off by the show yeah. having been on it yeah and there's things we know that we can't say so moving on from that that was the big news no oh, so okay the, no so for those who don't know why is Way because to tease, by the way i mean it's like we have big news now six minutes of random conversation because of the bachelorette i was doing something called circular dating which is where i do what the bachelorette does and i date lots of different people without getting serious too quickly giving myself the opportunity to really like experience differences in people who like for her they're very highly compatible so getting to experience sort of smaller relationships with people who are pretty compatible for me versus what I used to do or what I think a lot of people do in their 20s which is like when you meet somebody you like you just kind of fall into something and you get serious you don't really have that many other options because it's not like there's somebody knocking on your door every 20 minutes you're not looking at eligible candidates you in your pocket thousands of them yeah from exactly. across the world well which is now the apps experience which we've talked about how good i would have been at app dating <laughs> i love that we can just play with that what do you mean oh just because people that we tell that to who are using apps to date are like no it's hellish you would never want to be here but we we are able to fantasize about it well we know a lot of people who've met on apps but yeah that's what we keep getting told is they're like and you use the apps for a short time but I never did and and they basically were like yeah that's really a romanticized version it's like kissing all the frogs to get to the queen of your life or whatever but and that it's so disappointing and such a waste of time so often so I had been watching the bachelorette consistently and finally was like what would it be like if I just had a lot of options and so after my last relationship I did that I gave myself a lot of options and I didn't take any of them too serious and there, I probably would have landed with a couple of them had it not been for my insistence upon treating myself like the bachelorette. Right. You know, 
they were they were good. I could have yeah. just fallen in and been like, okay, you're good enough. Great. Yeah. So do you now know what the big news is? Not a clue. Do you want to talk about the spit up on the back of your shirt? Nope. We've had a rough go of it. Yeah. Okay, so you don't know what the big news is? Um, I have one guess. What's the guess? My guess is that we're not going to watch the next Bachelor season. I was going to go so far as to say we're never going to watch it again. Never going to watch it again. Because it's not about who they picked. We've seen lame people picked before. And we kind of we think the next person's kind of lame, kind of boring, kind of whatever. It, here's the thing. I'm sure he's a great person. but Thank you, know. you for saying that. We objectify the shit out of these people. And we believe that we have something that we can say about these people that we don't know anything about. Right. And from having known people who are on the show from our friend who I, who I dreamt about last night, we know that there is hardly any of that is the truth in the sense that you might be sort of onto something, but the editing is so much so. And people are sitting over there on the other side being like, well, duh, get with the program, Colette's. But it's just that so much gets edited out and, and so much gets framed in a way. Now, of course, we believe that the love that's experienced there is real. It's also in a bubble, so it doesn't always last. And it's also sometimes a little contorted and contrived and manipulated. We're aware of all that. And for the people who've gone on to be married for upwards of, you know, a decade plus who have multiple kids in their family. Like I've had people try to say to me like, oh, they get paid for that. Okay. Okay. I think they get paid to keep their lives on display. I don't think they're only having three, four kids because they're getting paid to have these kids. Like that's where I draw the line. Those people are in love. We have this conversation often and immediately when we tell certain people that we watch the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise is that they're like, oh, it's all fake. And it's it's not that we don't understand the editing, the manipulation, the setup to make it an entertaining show. Marisol and I, and it's one of the reasons that we run this podcast is that we are fascinated by relationship dynamics, relationship communication, falling in love. And no matter how much editing and setups that the show creates to put them in these situations, you still learn things about relationships. You learn things about love. You are able to analyze and reflect upon how these people are interacting with each other. In fact, in pretty high stress, high stakes situations. And it's for entertainment, yes, but you're also learning things about yourself. You're learning things about those people and you're learning things about relationships and communication by watching those shows. And so we enjoyed those aspects of it. Well, and I think we're always just love. What's the word when you're like hopeless romantic? We just believe in them falling in love. And you know, there are people on our favorite are probably even more favorite than The Bachelor, which is Love on the Spectrum, that are still in relationship. And it is so special to see people find people and how cool it is that that show was able to, to pair people with folks that they could really find deep, long-lasting love with. I love it. I love love. Amen. So what's the big news? We're again? never oh, right, watching right. The Bachelor or The Bachelorette again, be not because of who they picked, but because of how they mistreated the people on the last season. This like took it to a whole nother level. So one of the things that's happening is that there's been an explosion because of social media in the veil of it all. Like you can't just pretend, you can't go on the show and pretend like everything gets out in the open and everybody yeah, people, sees everything. People that go on there that don't necessarily 
go on for the right reasons or go on just to try to be famous. Like in the past, I think that those people, they, they weren't found out about unless they messed up. Now there's millions of people out there internet sleuthing what posts they've liked, their text messages. Everybody can go public with these things. So folks' secrets come out really quickly. Yeah. So it's a totally different landscape now. And I think that I'm... I- it's like in some ways the love, the ones that have made it have made it stronger because we've had a higher rate of making it in the last uh, five to seven years than before. And then the ones who don't make it are because they're just, they're not able to hide who they truly are. Like the, the couples at the end. Let's just say with, this was Rachel and Gabby's season. We'll set Gabby aside for a second because she's adorable and things were really sweet with her. Rachel, you pretty quickly started saying like, justice for what is his name clayton clayton justice for clayton so the guy that duped her and told three women that he loved him which of course ben started that whole trend of telling jojo and lauren that he loved them both which it's like of course you do like i've loved lots of people in my life but then there comes a day when like somebody just gets loved more right and i feel like in reality the show places such an emphasis on that telling the person that they love them and i understand it's a short period of time and they have to kind of have that hook it is also realistic that within that bubble of the show you can have feelings of love and and that type of passion for multiple people i mean the show is set up to make you fall in love so the fact that you fall in love with multiple people is like not a surprise so i want to move away from these kind of like what i would call like simple analysis of a show that gets an analyzed all the time by people in their living rooms but also there's lots of podcasts about the bachelor and bachelorette but i feel like this is a big for us that may seem silly maybe not this feels big i felt so strongly i was pissed at the end of that how they treated tino yeah i think what we're trying to say here is that for us the show essentially jump the shark on playing with people's emotions too much for an entertainment factor. Mm -hmm. Like it's always done that to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. So it's always done that, but it felt like they just crossed a line with how some of the contestants this time were treated and the way the show blatantly picked sides and felt like there was a clear winners and clear losers and that they were pulling the strings. And it was public and visible on display. It was frankly sickening. And I think the thing is, is that, you know, this whole time justice for Clayton, right? Because Rachel tells a bunch of people she loves them. So after going on and on and on about how shitty of a person that he was for doing that she did the exact same thing when she was in his shoes you know and if you're on social media twitter instagram whatever you see that everybody is recognizing that she's doing the exact same thing this never gets talked about in other words she never gets held accountable for this action never never, never. the show never asked the, her questions. she made some really weird choices and again we're only seeing the edited versions and Everybody came out loving her. I was so disenchanted with her. And then we have Tino, who loved her so much. And at first, you're just like, this guy's a little too sweaty. He's like really intense. I had this strong feeling that he was super chauvinistic. Then I start to see more of him on the internet. And he he's like kind of a, a, a super normal dopey dude with like, you surfer dude used to have long hair. Like he's not actually as like 
the kind of bro guy that I thought he was, at least from what or I can that the see. the show is making him out to be. I mean, he was so sweaty and intense. And I was like, she's really into this. And I had that thought that I often have, which is like, she's going for passion over purpose. Like she's going for the person who brings the most fire, not the, and who's doing like all the like, I'll do anything for you versus the one that's more reasonable and level-headed and maybe a better fit like Zach or Avon. Now, aside from her like tumping Zach on his head and basically trying to tell him that he didn't care about her or wasn't ready, then she like- Kind of gaslit him. For, oh, 100%. Then she tumps Avon on his head by having this weird conversation where he's like, I want to be on the same page. Are we both in this? And she's like, you said all these things and now you're not by, right? And it's just like, okay, lady, you're trying to get to Tino. We all see it. And then- and Blame everybody else for it. I don't know. Exactly. I strong feelings But about. then, then, babe, Tino and her- get on rocky terrain really quickly, which was really hard to see. It was such a bummer to see because at the end of the day, I was like, all right, they have genuine feelings. And there's a lot that they kept saying, like, do you really want to open this personal box? I know you don't. I'm like sitting here trying to figure out what the, what do you think the personal box was? The thing they kept saying, like, we're not going to talk about. She's like, do you really want to talk about the personal things that were going on that led us to Rocky? I don't know. And they never touched on that. (laughs) What they did allude to, and I don't know if you picked this up in conversation, is he consistently talked about Rachel going to therapy. And he had clearly requested that she did. And so my sense is, is that she had some stuff really come up or she was treating him in a way. I'm not saying he's completely and clearly the big action that happened, which, you know, we'll talk about. I mean, he ended up kissing another girl, but like that was clearly his fault. And we're not trying to make excuses for that. But the initial rockiness that they experienced from the way that they had their conversations, it was clearly that like Rachel was the way I would put it was not the person that she was on camera. And he had still fallen in love with her, and he was asking her to kind of, like, get support with some of these. My sense is she's super um, aggressive and pretty mean behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, and she was trying to get support with that. Part of these shows also, which is where we're going to take this in a minute, is part of these shows is, like, seeing yourself in these people because since they are, well, I think it can happen in fiction or reality TV shows, seeing yourself in them. So I'll just lay that there. So anyways, we'll get to the point where I feel like we're going to talk about how we might see ourselves in those in those people. But I think you're right. I think she had some like, I think most people who are the lead have a lot of mental health stuff come up. You know, Greg Prepo, who nobody liked, it's like, he's like the show, like you have to be, you know, all these people that we've met, everybody is like, once you're on the show, it's really intense. You need therapy. It's all, your life is just owned and you don't, and it's crazy because it's got to be in a particular light. I think you're right about that. I think aggressiveness and that, but I don't think that's it, babe, because she kept threatening him. Oh, do you really want to talk about personal stuff on TV? And if he didn't have any loyalty to her, he'd be like, sure, I want to talk about how aggressive you are. You know, he would have thrown it back on her, but that wasn't it. I think she was pointing to him. Good point. What what do you think it is? With Tino? Yeah. Like, I think it's, here's what I think. You want to know what I think? Yeah. You know, I think it was probably like an STI or something that 
it, so either trauma or an STI. It's just like I kept trying to think of something that was quote unquote that people consider quote unquote too shameful to talk about publicly. Um, maybe that or something really personal to their family. But that was my first yeah, guess. Something like that. Yeah, that, like that something that people. And we're don't not wanna, saying that that is the case. We're just we don't know it shit. Could have been. I see something like that. Yeah. I mean, kind of like held it, held it over in their conversations. It was just, I think it was just so vague. Typically with these, and even as we saw with Gabby and Eric this season, we got some clarity. I have a pretty clear sense, at least from Eric's perspective, on like the drama that they went through after the fact, which we don't have to get into because we're kind of talking about other stuff. But like, I have a pretty clear sense of what happened there. I understand his explanation. You know, I get it. Okay, that situation I understand. With Tino and Rachel, it was all so vague and veiled. And everything was just so clearly curated yeah it was and so pointed in curated her direction pointed in her direction so much so as they have never ever done before they have thrown like ari <laughs> you know when what happened with becca i mean they threw him under the bus because it was kind of crazy what he did and it worked out for him in the end but like for there's something with rachel where they really just Dear. kept protecting her and it was at the detriment of so many people that but it, i mean everybody got so like, unhealthy and there's like so toxic there's like women who we love like michelle and caitlin and becca fine but like michelle and caitlin in particular who we love they were so vicious to him and i have always trusted caitlin is very straightforward and she's really good at like you know she even posted something recently about all of the terrible things that people say about her and how they just cut her down and cut her down and and I'm like you know what it's like to be on the show and to be torn to bits now why are you choosing to rip the humanity out of this person's experience like he cheated he kissed somebody else he felt really lost in his relationship with Rachel from what it sounds like he kept describing it in a way that she couldn't really understand but like from what it sounds like is she was really like unsure if she could make it work so he got in his head she made some really powerful statements like I'm not wearing this ring. Well, and that was not, that's not how she said it. That was the thing is he kept saying that. And instead of her saying, you're right, I was leaning in that direction. She kept just saying, those weren't the exact words I said the exact way I said it. And it was such a taking the semantics and making that the issue versus making what she was, what she was trying, trying to say or expressing in that moment, the issue. He didn't get it right. What she was saying is if we're not going to be together, like if we're going back to a dating stance, I'm not going to wear an engagement ring to the show if we're only right, going to be in a right. dating place he she didn't say i'm not wearing this ring period and he just like kept miss saying it but i was watching him being like he's dissociated he can't remember he's not doing a good job expressing himself he probably doesn't have the same skills she has and this is where i saw myself in her i was like she's got every word down pat it doesn't have to be right but because she says it and she's saying it the way she's saying it it sounds right. Yeah. And the whole world is rooting for her. Right. And I was like, this must be how you feel in an argument <laughs> with me. You're like, I don't know. I didn't get the words exactly right. Or you're going too fast. You're, you're talking faster than I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm like just trying to keep up. Just to be blunt. Yeah. I have definitely felt that way in, in conversations. So then how do you relate to Tino yourself? If at all, you know, I related to him because what I have learned not to do, because I used to do this, too. What he was trying to do from my perspective 
was explain to her that like this thing happened. I was in a really bad place and this is why I was in a really bad place. And he kept trying to be clear. Me saying why I was in a bad place isn't accusing you of doing things, but he has to say what put him there. And she put him there. And she never really acknowledged that she put him in there, but was flipping that around and using that on him as like saying, you're, you're trying to make this my fault. He just didn't have a chance in hell. Like that's no, he the had thing. No chance. And everybody, and I'm like wondering how everybody watching, like I never saw any sympathy for him and I have sympathy for him. I just do because the actual viciousness to put him on that stage to let everybody rip him a new one booing and the things he's he's like hasn't gotten a haircut he slumped over in his chair he looks like he's been through the ringer I mean these are things that lead people to want to die it's not okay I don't know I mean it's like and, Jerry and for Springer me, uh, totally and for me the people the ex-bachelorettes and even the way that Zach responded to being gaslit by Rachel like he completely shouldered all that blame didn't call her out she told him she loved him Mm -hmm. and then turned around like four days later and was like i don't think you're ready for marriage when he told her he was no i am and she's like you're not at your this is over so crazy and he didn't he was just like i'm so sorry i see it was so clear to me that the show basically paid and coached those people to to say that what is and that was just disgusting to me it's disgusting because it it, it takes away hold on real quick it takes away from the exact reason as i stated earlier why we watch the show we understand that the show is curated yes but there are moments in there where people have to work through things And if the show is then taking the next step, like I said, jumps the shark to literally curating every single conflict, whether it's aimed at the bachelorette, the bachelor or a contestant, then it's no longer interesting to me. Mm-hmm. it's no longer it doesn't hold the same value it doesn't it's hold a, yeah. the same value like if Zach would have called Rachel out and she would have had to answer for that I would have enjoyed that so much better yeah but the thing is is they're trying to just like floof that away because he's the next bachelor sure but like no and keep her elevated I'm like why are they going to put her on par- paradise are they going to make her the bachelorette again like why why are they doing that like they are saving face for her so hard I, I don't understand it. I just, I'm just not okay with anybody treating anybody the way they treated Tino. I don't care that he made a mistake. He made a grave mistake. And he, he should have been held accountable absolutely. for that, but he did not deserve that. Exactly. You just can't do that to people. I don't know. And they kept saying it was because not only because he cheated, but because he wouldn't take responsibility. And I'm sure that the dude, like the people on this show, sometimes I question like if any of them are really even good people at all, which is not necessarily fair to say, but it's a little bit of a judgment on my part as to like, I'm, I'm wondering how like uh, socially conscious these people are, how much they are thinking about others in their lives. Like, I don't know. A lot of them do a lot of charity stuff and things like that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel super sad for him. So if you're listening, Tino, I'm really sorry that happened to you. You fucked up and then you were, you know, just completely crucified for it. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? 
That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. We've been doing a lot of really since 2020 shedding things, right? So, you know, having a baby makes a lot of things come into perspective. You don't have time for everything anymore, but we've just been shedding, 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 shedding. And we have consistently said that watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette at night, it just kind of drains us in a way that we don't feel good about. Yeah, we're like committed to it. We're, we're, we have been loyal viewers, but it's been pretty clear over the past probably two two and a half seasons really ever since michelle's season mm-hmm. that was the last one i kind of enjoyed and then the the ones since then have just drained me and not yeah. been fun and, and not treated our relationship well right so i that's interesting this is such a good lesson to me because you know once i like something or am loyal to something i never give up on it never and so you the- also maintain the like the image of it of when you liked it and yeah. never allow that image to change. Yeah. So this is a big lesson for me. I'm really interested in, I thought it was a big deal that I was able to turn the TV off midway the show and that I said that. And I really, I'm curious what will emerge if we stop watching it. We just don't watch any TV. So it's kind of one of the only things we watch. Yeah. I'm curious what's going to emerge. Maybe we should just read a book together. We do that. I know we do do that. We do that every night, but then some we nights... We do do that. We do do that. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I need to just have a moment where I correct you. Do You do understand what jumping the shark is. Yeah. I don't think you're using it in the right context. Oh, totally. No. It's taking something way too far. No. Yeah. Mm. It's a save face for the show. No. Totally. No. When Fonzie literally jumped over a shark. I love you telling me this. I told you about jumping a shark. You did. So now you're, so it's not taking it too far. It's like getting into Hail Mary. Like there's nothing else. Like the show was so done that it, hold on, that it, the show was so done and they were like, that, that was them trying to save it. I I understand. It's not taking it too far. I understand. And and, and you told me that. Yes. If, if, this gets kept in here and not cut out. I agree with you. That was originally why. But I think people use it in a much broader no. sense right now. No, they use it when like, yeah, the like show- oh, that show jumped the shark, meaning like it went too far. Not that it went so far to try to save it. It's not taking an issue too far. It You were using it as like it went from here and then so it was like zero to 60. It's not like that. It's like when the show is done, is done, let it go. It's like drowning and you're just throwing things at it got it okay all right i think it's different but i hear you and i agree with you that if it's like you say then you're right i am using i it can wrong. understand yeah i can understand what you're saying too about like it just gets taken too far too 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 far but so may, people weigh in <laughs> i would love to hear your thoughts i just thought that stood out to me that it was not right okay so what's going to come in its place and then oh we're definitely watching paradise yeah <laughs> Right? 
Yeah. I want to boycott the whole. Yeah. Well, then why not? Because I have to watch Paradise. No, those you are don't my... have to. No, okay. So Zach and everybody forward, I don't know. Uh huh. These people, I'm, I'm, I know really well, and I need to see them fall in love. Who are you excited to T- see? Teddy. Okay. All right. Paradise is the only one kind of worth watching. I, I will give you that. I but, know, but I, how are we going to push you though? ABC if we're not boycotting ABC? I want to push you though, and it's really Warner Brothers. But like, I want to push you though because if you're not going to watch it, don't watch it. Yeah, but don't you think it's a different show? It is a different show. It's a very different show. And honestly, more relationships out of Paradise are successful than Bachelor <laughs> it's Bachelorette. But that's true. But you know, that's where we met Christian, and then and that's where she had a very poor experience. So. Hmm. Let me think on that. It's kind of like when you say you're going to stop drinking and then you're like, well, I can have a glass of wine at a fancy dinner, right? And it's like, are you quitting drinking or are you not quitting drinking? It feels right. addictive to me anyways. Oh, that's what we were going to finish up. I am really interested in this, like my changing understanding of like being able to let things go. Cause I've let so much go, especially in the last like six or eight weeks, we've been clearing out the house. I let things go, go. And I am on a roll. So it doesn't surprise me that this is falling into a Great. category of let, let it, it go. go. Let it go. Okay. We'll see about paradise. Yeah. All right. Love you. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.